Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. Welcome, uh, Scott Daggett, to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. Great to have you here. Great to be here, Peter. It's a privilege for me to be able to uh, sit here face to face, even though we're uh, we're across the pond from each other, and chat about some of the things that uh, I've been able to to use uh, in regard to these different uh, thinking tools and processes that I, I learned through uh, black belt and thinking. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, no, I very much appreciate you you being here and talking about them. Happy to do it. All right. So um, just, just as to get us started, if you wouldn't mind giving just a brief background as to sort of your, your role and your, your background and that sort of thing to give a little bit of sort of context. Sure. So currently I'm working for a Fortune 100 financial institution that's located or centered here on the East Coast of the United States. And my history has been in IT. Right. So I've been involved in all aspects of software development. And that's that's really where my focus has always been. And so now it's kind of a little bit different. I'm on the business side of the house, but right. I'm still working with, uh, you know, software development projects. So it's 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 a different twist. It's a different perspective, uh, but it's still it's quite interesting. I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm looking forward to get back over to the IT side of the house. <laughs> uh, but um, we are solving business problems. Uh, business process problems and uh it's it's uh you know it's something that i've been interested in for a long time i've done a lot of research and uh studied actually on how to apply the principles of theories of theory of constraints right into software development processes um so it's kind of where where i come from and what i'm doing right now mainly uh involved in a high-tech part of a, a citizen development project right now okay yeah Cool. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously the, the tools have been help you, helpful for you there. And you say you've, you've taken a big interest in, well, TFC in general, not just particularly these tools, but um, applying these concepts and everything uh, to your work and perhaps your personal life. I don't know. Um, so what, what would you say the, the, I don't know, you know, like the banner line sort of thing is that, that what, what you've got out of the tools? Um. So there's a lot, right? Um, <laughs> you can have many band lines. Why don't you? You know, the the um, behavioral change uh, aspect is something that that is quite powerful. Helps you to, uh, you know, kind of look at situation. You're talking about human behavior, really. Yep. And that's a hard thing to change. Um, yeah. So uh, the tools provided uh, really can, can help with that. Um, uh, but from a project standpoint, there's a, a lot of things that I, that I use. Um, in fact, I have kind of a, a, a step-by-step process that use the tools in sequence uh, I'll, I'll, together with a, an application called Flying Logic. Oh, yes. Yep. Which uh, it just it just smooths out the process uh, so much and it's, it's so effective. So I'll start, for example... Uh, well, a recent example, you know, we're we're getting ready to roll out uh, a software application for the, for, mm-hmm. you know, its first release. 
Yep. And so there's a socialization part of that, right? Where we're, we have to communicate with the user community, help them to understand, uh, you know, what the tools are doing, how do they impact their work? There are some adjustments and some other tools that need to be made to comprehend the new tool set. And so we sat down and um, just did um, kind of a, a prerequisite table. Oh, yeah. Right. What are the obstacles that are you know preventing us from being able to roll this out? So we went through that list and uh, you know came up with the injections. Now, what's what's interesting to me is that people are very very accustomed to being task minded, right? They're thinking, what yes. do I have to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And to change them to to get to think of what is the outcome I'm shooting for, right? What is the net effect of my actions? Um, is is an interesting exercise, but it's very very powerful. Yeah, right. It, it it just changes the, the the way that they think. So we we went through that exercise. Okay, here's you know essentially what uh, what we need to have as as outcomes. Put that into a prerequisite tree, actually a, a, a necessary condition network. And uh, there's a particular approach uh, using Flying Logic where you can basically assign resources uh without really knowing who is specifically going to do uh to oh, take yeah. on a particular like assigning and, capability sort of yeah so so i kind of group them together right yeah. and yeah. and it's by role right so you got you know three that do this two that do that uh and so you know you you make those assignments and make the estimates on the effort and everything kind of comes out in the wash, right? Um, uh, because this person will do this thing, another person will do this other thing, uh, and the, the resource balancing calculations just work out. Okay. So yeah. you end up, uh, you know, with flying logic, you put this information in, you you know, click on a menu item, and you have a Gantt chart. Right. And so from there, you set the baseline of your little project or big project, you know, and then you set a buffer. Yep, and then you go into action mode, and now you're you're tracking the work that's being done, and you very very quickly, you know, at a moment's notice, can come up with um, a buffer consumption percentage. So we got come up with a a fever chart for uh, buffer consumption, and it's you know a leading indicator of project health. Uh, so I've been following that routine, and it's uh, it's it's really powerful. People, uh, you know, they they get to understand it. You know, it's, yep. it's not like they look at it and then get it like that. You have to kind of walk yeah, them through yeah. it. Takes a bit of, but yeah. But um, that has been a powerful tool for me. Uh, a set of tools working together, right? Yeah, I use that a lot. Uh, so that's been, I guess, one of the biggest wins for me in in my current, you know, activities at work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's good. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating how um as a PRT how practical it is, but but as you say, the the uh the head shift of people getting out of task mindset, just give me the actions to do, oh, I'll do this, or oh, you do that, rather than thinking, well, what are yeah, as you said, what are we trying to actually achieve here? What's what's each step we gotta actually like what's the outcome of it? Because we're only right. doing stuff to get things, right? What are the things? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and some people adapt to that very quickly and others you know that's they, they want to stay in their comfort zone right so you have to kind of 
encourage and coach and, and mentor them uh, to a better space. <laughs> yeah. But right. the outcomes are better, you know, because you don't say, go do this, go do that. You say, you know, make this a reality, right? And then they figure out what needs to be done and take care of all of the aspects until it's realized. Yeah. Much, much that, better. Yeah. That's something we, um, you notice, right? As um, I, I assume you have anyway, <laughs> as people, once they, once they get it, once they realize it's not a, uh, it's not like a control tool. It's actually the opposite. It's like a way to give people more, you know, more freedom to do their job. It's like, I look, I don't really care. As long as you achieve this effect, you go figure out how to do that. And that's, that's up to you. It's uh, that's exactly right. And it takes the load off the leader to have to figure everything out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a win-win really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, you you mentioned um, briefly the the behavioral uh, stuff as well, which is interesting because it sort of filters into everything. Like what we've just been talking about is almost you know just behavior. Um, but looking at it through that sort of cause and effect lens is quite interesting. You know, people often treat behavior as this you know, black box of oh, right. people are unpredictable; they just do stuff. <laughs> or yeah. they go the other way yeah. and they go oh you know and adults should be rational if you know if something makes sense they'll just do it and it's like well obviously that's not true either that's not true <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah and uh you know what i find a lot and i you know i say i find it i think everybody who takes a close look finds that you know there are policies that get established that have measures associated with them uh that um promote bad behavior yeah, And so, uh, you know, when you run into these situations, you, you know, you then have to present a case, right? And it needs to be logical, sensible, and, um, you know, fairly easy to communicate because a lot of the policies come from higher up in the organization. So you need to be, need to be able to, you know, present your case very, very quickly because there's not a lot of attention span there. They're very busy people. Yep. And so... Again, the tools help you to recognize when a policy is causing a problem. It helps you to um, identify, uh, you know, the injections, right? How, how do we go about um, solving this, this problem in light of this policy? Do we tweak the policy? Do we tweak the measure? Uh, do we get rid of it? <laughs> you know, what? Yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. what's the right uh, uh, approach? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, plenty of opportunity um, in 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 my current situation or or upcoming situation where that's going to be a very very powerful uh, tool to help us to uh, you know get over some um, let's just call them inefficiencies that uh, exist today. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, no, it's very interesting because a lot of those policies, as you say, some of them you, no one even really seems to know where they came from. You know. <laughs> like- yeah. Yeah, well, and they're created for a purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. But so they they have they're they're a cause, right? Intended to be a cause to have an yeah. effect. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, people will not consider the full chains of cause and effect, right? And it's yep. it's hard just sitting there to see past you know two or three cause and effect levels, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that that's probably how a lot, a lot of the negative policies or at least measures uh, come into being. And you need to, you know, take a closer look instead of just coming, you know, off the cuff and say, all right, well, this is the way we're going to do it from now on. Think, OK, well, I think this will work. Let's take a look at how, you know, what's it, what the impact is, of that is going to be. And, yeah. Uh, 
you get, you get a, a much better result that way. So, yeah, there's a, sorry, an example comes to mind. I was talking about uh, earlier today, just in the logistics space of, um, yeah, so you got you got like a shipment that's you know some some of them get end up late and obviously customers yeah. get quite upset about that. Right, and right. Having a focus, it's a natural thing to have a focus on the latest shipment as a team's priority. But sometimes that one's hung up and they just they're spinning the wheels on it, and that person's already upset. To be blunt, like when it's like yeah. five days late, they're already pretty upset. <laughs> if they're six days late, with five days late, it doesn't matter that much. Instead, yeah, yeah. focusing on the ones that are right on that pivot point of are they going to be late or not is a much better way to focus. Right, right. But it just comes about from, you know, this, this policy of customer service and things. Oh, we should focus on the worst case. You know, it, it makes sense sort of, what do you say, loosely? Like if you don't actually consider the right. whole chain, you go, oh, right. yeah, of course. And then you consider right. the whole chain and you go, oh, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're addressing what's right in front of you, right? Yeah. Instead of looking beyond that. Which yeah, is natural good. for us, right? Yeah. You know, we we see something, we react to it, yeah. so it's very reactive, and um, we need to learn to, you know, stop, think, and uh, observe, and, and then you know, take a course of action based on that. So, and it's it's not natural no. for us to to do that. You know, you yeah. have to train yourself to to do that. Yes. Yeah, so. It's true of, I guess it's true of all the tools. It's one of the, the major things, right? Is I think half of the benefit is that it's just a it's just a simple process that forces you to actually just put aside the stress and the noise for a second and consider what, what are the facts, what's actually just happening here, rather yeah. than making some snap decision in a management meeting and you know, somebody's got an exciting idea and they're enthusiastic about it, so let's just do it. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But as, as far as the tools go too, and um, I know I commented on this in the in the circle uh, oh, yeah. um, site there, was the transition table. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love that thing. Oh, um, so do just I. a couple. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> uh, and it's so simple. It's yeah. it's like, why haven't we always been doing this, you know? <laughs> but just a couple examples. Um, and I think I posted uh, this one out on, on Circle. So um, in, in the project, we decided to bring on some contract workers. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the leads on the project, uh, kind of on the citizen development side of the project, is relatively new, doesn't have you know a lot of uh, project management experience or training, hasn't gone through a hiring process before or an interview process. <laughs> And was asking for some help. Right. So, so I just I just pulled up a transition table and sat down and in just a few minutes kind of came up with, all right, well, you know, here's here's what we're trying to do. Here's kind of the approach we can take. So the net result is you come up with a targeted set of questions to ask the interviewee. Yep. And so I said, so just take this and go, uh, you know, you know, follow it. Yeah. Follow the actions. So she did. She added another column to the table and and came up with, you know, a number of excellent questions and used that in the interview. And it just it went smoothly. And we got it. We got somebody good. Right. Oh, nice. um, yeah, so uh, that was, uh, you know, it, it was a very, very quick thing for me. We, you know, and, you know, I'm kind of 
busy. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. mentoring is, you know, it's, it's, it's not uh, something that I, I have a lot of time for. It's not my, my designated role right now, yep. uh, but it was something that didn't take a lot of time and she understood it. it was easy to understand and it was effective. Right. Nice. So that was one example. And by the way, in my experience, what I've learned is that there's no fail safe way to make sure that you're getting a good resource, but you can do the best yeah. you can. <laughs> um, and another example was our, our newsletter, right? So uh, management says, Hey, we, we need a newsletter on this project. Right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, transition table, you know, understand your audience, you know, understand what they need, you know, what actions do you take to, to get this information how do you design it to, to make it effective without getting into the details? Again, that transition table just provided a way for us to really understand how we can produce something quickly, you know, uh, that would be useful to the audience and effective. And, and, and again, um, just a powerful tool, the transition table. So yeah. that's another I, one that I have in my uh, yeah, pocket there. I, I, I love them. I think I underrated and I think I underused a bit I don't know why people people seem to overthink them. I think they they think they're, they're tougher than they have to be, and they have to be really accurate on it and things. But I, I really like that both your stories. You said oh, I liked it because it was quick. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's the point. You just you're just giving the key. It distills it down to what are the key bits of information. What's my recommended action? I'm the experienced person. Why do I say that thing? And what's the effect you're looking for? So you're clear on what you're actually trying to achieve. Like bang. right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, and it's. You know, an individual produces one on their own, possibly, and somebody else can understand. Yep. You know, it's just so straightforward. Yep. And and powerful. Gets and you the, over some hurdles quickly. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's interesting you say the um the mentor thing as well. One of the ways we've used it with our with our staff um is when they're new to something, getting like sort of doing a verbal maybe a video whatever i think you know maybe face to face whatever offload of something and then getting them to write the transition table and flick it back to you to check their understanding and that's yeah. that's fascinating because you know they get all the actions right because it's all the things you said to do and they get the effects 50 50 and then yeah. they're very new or first time they've done something it's it's i mean it's a little bit just interesting to see what are the assumptions they're making about why those things are effective and yeah. then, of course, it's you know, it's an easy, it's an easy teaching sort of exercise to say, oh no, actually, we do this for these reasons or or whatever. And it's yeah, that that sort of reverse approach is really interesting as well. And the great thing is, obviously, it offloads the uh, <laughs> the the construction to some to the That's other. Right. Yeah, and at the same time, it, it gives you some insight into what's going on in their head, what their perspective is, and helps yeah. you to know how to adjust their their thinking where it's needed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I just want to brag about the Druid for a minute. Yeah, go um, on. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I kind of foresee my my role uh, likely changing in the relatively near future, and I'll be able to help out on a strategic uh, program uh, that's you know kind of a major software development effort, uh, multi year thing. Okay. So I expect to be able to use the the Druid, you know, multiple Druids going into a CRT for, you know, I have kind of a lot of the stuff in my mind already. I'm very familiar with what's going on. Right. But I haven't I haven't actually done that at work yet. But there was one thing that uh, it was killing me. 
I mean, it was like, guys, this is so obvious. Can you not see this? <laughs> so I threw a, a druid together, right? And um, and I didn't really expect it to go anywhere. You know, I wasn't planning on using it to solve the problem because there's actually more involved than just this one druid. Yeah. But um, you know, I put it together. Um, you know, a very simple, you know, you know, four element, four entities on each side with you know simple assumptions. You know, uh, coming back to the opposite behavior. Yep. And I, I sent that to uh, my boss and, and his boss, who was my former boss. And uh, I I said, you know, it's it's going to be a mental effort to understand this, but you might find it interesting. Okay. And oddly enough, my boss took the time to look at it and he <laughs> responded, you know, because I wasn't sitting there explaining it to him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he went through it and he said, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a mental strain, but it's exactly what's going on. Oh, I mean, it just fair. nailed it. Right. So he understood. Yeah. Uh, that didn't mean we we're going to solve it. And, and, and this management chain is actually not the right management chain to to solve this problem. But at least we he could more clearly see what we're dealing with. And yep. why we've got certain challenges um, where it prevents us from maybe solving them in the simplest and, and most appropriate way, right? Yep. Um, so that to me was a big win. Just being able to uh, communicate this aspect, which was obvious to me, but nobody else. And then boom, he got it, and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to run into this a lot more, you know. So, uh, and and if I would have tried to just build a uh, a cloud. An evaporating cloud. Yeah, um, I don't think it would have had the same effects. You know, right. it would much more, much more powerful. Yep. You know? So getting that extra detail in there and the and the cause and effect. Yeah. I find that the yeah. cause and effect uh, is is big for that. That the yeah. you know those chains, um, and obviously the looping aspect. That you know when you go like, yep, well we did that side. You know, we've just finished up on that side and we did the previous side before that. And I remember two years ago we were doing the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Can't get off this bus here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I uh, one of the things I like about it and, and really all of these tools is um, they're fun. You know, you know, work is hard. Yeah. And the tools just, it, 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 it they're, they're fun. You know, you're, you're, Putting something together that that represents reality, um, and and and, it, and that's a process, right? Because you know you got your assumptions, you're putting them in there, and then you you scrutinize them. Yep. Uh, is this really true? You know, and yep. it and it just helps you to, to drill down and, and really understand you know the problem and, and and get to the root causes and be in a better position to to solve them and communicate them. Communication is the hard part. I mean, you can't just take a druid or a CRT to somebody and expect them to. I mean, they're you know they'll go cross-eyed, right? Yeah, 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 and so, yeah. And so you know, you, you need to figure out how to, um, you know, present the case yep. in a way that's not going to overwhelm or uh, scare somebody away. But uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But once once you are able to you know really arrive at a solution. Um, you know, you could, you could, you've got something worth, you know, taking forward and, and you know, working toward communicating about. So, yeah, yeah, you you can always use them to define the problem and then explain it or or write it right. up 
clever. Although once people get get it, I think a, a simple diagram, well, a simple, you know, I'll just say simpler, diagram. simpler yeah, yeah. diagram, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is um is sometimes easier than you know, like trying to present it in in prose, so to speak, in long form, sort of written out, written out content. Although I know I know a couple of people now who have done um uh at university they've done their their um analysis using the tools and of course the university would be, just be like what is this but then yeah. they've just used that and written it out sort of in a, a verbal format and um and it's had a big, big influence on their uh the grades in fact one one of the people actually um they were working with the their lecturer on the masters and they were sort of like oh so what are you working through and they're like well you know here it is lecture was a little bit like uh what <laughs> but then once <laughs> yeah. they started to explain it they're like oh wow this is the most clearly i've ever seen like somebody's thesis articulated <laughs> right, right so there you go yeah yeah yep. powerful stuff yeah that's it and i'm sold <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> yeah no it, it's really helped me um uh, in, in my work a, a tremendous amount um one of the things that i did in in the class uh, was to address um, some, uh, I guess I'll call it behavior or outcomes, maybe mm -hmm. a better term, of, uh, you know, getting the development team who's in the, India, right? I'm in the States, they're in mm -hmm. India, getting them to, um, you know, develop the right thing the right way the first time. Right. Um, that's a challenge, right? And so, you know, I went through an analysis on it and came up with some things that can be, it's, it's kind of a policy and measures thing. Mm -hmm. um, I have yet to implement that, I kind of implement it on an informal uh, way without really, you know, training the team in on it, just some things that could be implemented. But um, that was an interesting exercise to go through. And uh it's it's you know once we're able to kind of implement these policies or measures and measures um i would expect to see uh, some improvement there it's it's a it's a big challenge you know you you can come up with a user interface design for example um but there's a lot behind it there's behaviors behind it right so you have the static ui um, but there's business rules, et cetera, behind it. And, you know, the developer is not going to look at the UI and get that, right? They don't, right. they don't know that. So there's a lot of work that has to go on to convey to the development team, you know, you know, how this thing that they're looking at is supposed to behave. That's a challenge, right? Uh, but there are ways to do it. And so um, that's a, you know, an area for improvement for us. Yep. I think, yeah. No, that's good. It's good. Always, uh, always interested in, you know, where you go with the tools and, and you yeah. uh, use stories or examples of using them. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. All right. Well, um, I suppose I'm just thinking, because you've obviously done uh, all, all three courses, is there anything that, that sort of... Um, uh, Reality engineering with the last one, the CRT. Uh, obviously, it's a bit different to the other ones. You know, the the right. earlier, the earlier um, approach. You're looking at um, uh, sort of individual tools. How did how did you find the the trying to translate? I, I realize as I'm asking this, you kind of answered it at the start. Actually, I was going to say um, translating using like a series of tools into the real world, but you actually said right at the start. Sorry that you uh, you basically already do that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my question is redundant well and and i 
um, I know that that foundations, you you know, that's the the first course, no matter you know what route you're going to take, uh, and then you can do um, causing change, and then reality, or you can do reality and then causing change. Yep. I did the causing change second and went to the reality third. And I think that that, for me anyway, was was the best route to go. And reality uh, engineering, um, wow, it, it just, I mean, it, it helped me to change the way I think in, in certain ways. And, and again, you know, seeing these, um, you know, these, these causal pairs, right? In, in in druid rather than just go, okay i got a problem i got to analyze this problem in, in its context right but you can find these pairs and, and it is you know this this infinite loop that you're going through yeah and getting over that hurdle right it was like one of those aha moments right the, the light bulb turns on above your head um that was that was great i mean it was right. hard it was yeah. hard <laughs> yeah, this and is going it. through the whole you know course w- was hard but i mean that's that's what makes it such a great course yep. you know um and i've i've recommended these courses to to so many people and i know you don't want me uh, to you know spend a lot of time about the courses but <laughs> well i suppose um, i stuff, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah very very effective and uh, i've benefited you know in my personal life and in my work life um, just a quick anecdote. Anecdote. Um, I'm uh, uh, renovating my kitchen, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, for, for one of the uh, exercises in the course, I put together a, a necessary condition network for that. Right. And yeah. uh, it was a whole lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. There's <laughs> a lot involved. You know, you got the ceiling, the lighting, the floor, the cabinets, you know, just so, so much. And, you know, each one of those had different layers and certain ones have to become, come before others. And I had this whole thing mapped out and I'm going, wow, I, I got my work cut out for me here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's helpful. You know, I mean, it, it gives you a clear picture of what needs to be done and in what order um, and what flexibility you have in that order. So uh, it was kind of fun, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. Just yeah, no, a personal, I'm, personal experience there. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. We're just uh, we've we've been we're looking at um, where we are in the process of pulling up the carpets and refurbishing the floorboards and painting the walls and yada yada. But you know, before you do one, you need to do the other, and then you need like, oh well, the wardrobes are built over the flooring, so they need to come oh out. Oh my! And then you know, like it just <laughs> yeah, with it, you work back yeah. like the <laughs> yeah. Never and by the time you experience. by the time you get it done, you're thinking, I'll just I'll just buy a new house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, we just bought this one, so that doesn't really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting what you say about the the druids and seeing the the the, the pairs. That is, I, I think that's yeah one of the massive breakthroughs because you almost always look at pro- problems in isolation, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. As opposed right. to there's a network of problems, or even taking it a step further, there's a network of problems, and they're all persistent because, you know, usually we're pretty smart people and we have a fairly good crack at solving them. We've tried to solve them like seven times; they keep coming back, and it's got to be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I remember, um, you know, when, when I was going through the course, and uh, you know, I, okay, I've I've got a. Um, a, you know a solution area to focus on but you know this this these pairs things i don't know i there isn't one yeah and i got some good encouragement from jared and uh 
you know, I don't remember exactly what point it was, but it was like, wait a minute, they're right. <laughs> you know, there is, you know, in fact, there's a whole mess of them. And, and you can, without thinking too hard, you know, once, once you get over that hurdle, you can figure them out. Once you've got that, it's off to the races, you know, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing how well, how quickly you can do a, as you said, a, a thorough analysis, a CRT sort of analysis. Um, yeah, it just sort of comes together. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Great stuff. Yeah. Do you have any, um, I suppose, tips for people? And this might be people who haven't even heard the course, uh, done the course or anything. Just, just people in general. What, do you have any sort of top tips for just thinking about problems or communicating problems? Like, what would you, what you say to people? Wow. Um, As I know that's a relatively large question, but. <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, when I look at, you know, my, my upbringing and my career, my education, you know, it, it has followed a particular pattern and okay. let's call it um, just, just as an illustration, let's call it common sense. Okay. Yep. And to me, common sense is an oxymoron. You know, I, what I see people believing and thinking, not necessarily logical, right? It's more emotional. And so I think it can help people if they can put that uh, comfort zone aside, you know, the, the, the things that they've been always taught, uh, ways of thinking, patterns of thought, and just be willing to put those aside Mm -hmm. and to open up to critical thinking and um, you know once you once you can turn that corner um it, it opens up a lot of vistas you you get to see things more clearly it, mm -hmm. it enables you to find you know better routes to solutions even even just to understand the problem better in the first place yeah, um, yeah. so i think uh and that's a challenge and and i see it in a lot of people today um you know, they're very, they're good at what they do. They're, they're confident, you know, they've, they've got their MBA or, or whatever. And, you know, they feel that because they've got this education that, you know, they're the experts. Well, they have a certain amount of expertise, but they lack the critical thinking. Mm, and I, I yeah. think that that's really a very, very important part of being able to make significant differences in business and even in peripheral, uh, personal life. Right. Um, so that I guess would be my biggest tip for people is to really open up to new ways of looking at things. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very, very good. <laughs> very deep for, for off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got a few gray hairs crawling out of my head. So uh, <laughs> been around for a while, Peter. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um, yeah, unless you got any parting shots, that's uh, that's been a really good interview. Thank you. Great, great stories and examples and everything. Um, no, I'm sure, sure, listeners will be very interested in all of that. Just uh, and I, I just love hearing all the all the examples how people use them. Obviously, I'm a massive nerd for the stuff, so I just yeah, hearing yeah. how people are using it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to sit down and talk with you one on one, Peter. I feel like I'm the one that should be interviewing you. <laughs> uh there's there's a lot of things i'd like to pick your brain about and uh maybe in some future future courses that i take i'll, I'll have the opportunity but um 
really, really happy that, you know, I, I latched on or that, that I, I, I stumbled over, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. black belt and thinking courses. Uh, so I'm glad, glad I went to that Takiko conference and found out about it. Um, it's made a big difference uh, for me, uh, giving me some powerful tools to use and, and really to help me be a better critical thinker. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, thank you very much for all of that and, and all of the help that the, uh, that the different uh, mentors and, you know, teachers in, in the program, they're, they're all great, very, very helpful, make themselves available. And go the extra mile to help us, you know, get over our hurdles yeah. and to be success. So uh, thank right. you so much, Peter. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks.